Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Lords of Consciousness podcast, the LOC. I am joined by my faithful co-host, Chase Gonzo Gonzalez. How are you, Chase? I'm doing good, man. I'm glad I'm your faithful co-host. Faithful. <laughs> faithful, man. Sometimes Chase cheats on me. No, never. Never. I'm your Robin, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Robin Hood or like Batman and no, Robin? No, dude, you're Batman. Oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. I know. I really appreciate it. I know that. you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the taller one. So who we got with us? We're going to just talk Batman? Oh, you, you just went to Comic-Con. Yeah, but so I don't want to talk about Do you want to talk Comic-Con or should we bring in a guest? <laughs> no, everybody knows I'm a freaking geek. But... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it was fun. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Well, we are joined by the one, the only, Carissa Walker. How are you, Carissa? Carissa is an exceptional person. We've met you through the Lords, and you are up to some really good stuff. Well, she ru- she runs her own blog. She's into holistic medicines. She's into learning about uh, the quantum field theory and all sorts of crazy stuff. You know, just your average American yeah, girl. You know, just <laughs> right. Uh, does ballet on the weekends, oh, gosh, you know, yeah. <laughs> but you're, you're the, what do you call people that do the rings, the hoops, hoop oh, dancing, hoopers. 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 Yeah. Yes. She's a professional hooper also. Oh, well, I like to do it in my free time. Absolutely. Yes. It's, uh, I do it more as like a form of meditation and something to kind of help me get into my body. Um, a lot of the times I feel like, you know, I go to two schools, I'm always up in my head and. It's important for me to get back into my body, back grounded into this physical experience and uh, really let loose and let kind of that creative energy really flow in and through me. Oh, yeah. I love watching them. Remember when we were at Gem and Jam? We oh, just yeah. couldn't stop watching them. so impressive, man. The, the Hoopers. I was like, all right, I'm going to get in there. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> They're too good. I can see it being grounding because you kind of, it seems like a lot of people do it barefoot. You know, you're on the grass, mm-hmm. you're doing it barefoot. I mean, most of them aren't even, their eyes are barely even open half the time. They're just kind of doing it off of a memory, I'm assuming. Well, you know, I think part of it is, you know, once you learn the movements of it, you know, rather than memory, I think it's really being able to access that space. Um, you know, it's interesting if you watch really how the body moves, you can really see, you know, I, I just went to a festival at LIB, mm-hmm. so it was very, very interesting this time. I kind of took the position as the observer and really stood on the outskirts. I hooped a lot and, you know, really uh, observed other people in this state where, you know, the majority of people are dancing. and. So it's really interesting to see kind of who is comfortable in their body. You know, you can tell if somebody's uncomfortable, they're, they're sitting on the sidelines. And then, you know, even further to see those people who can get into their bodies, you know, are they in rhythm? Are they not in rhythm? Can they catch on to the music? Are they dancing to their own tune? You know, which, which rhythm? You know, there's different beats into mm-hmm. the music. And so when you really watch the body and how it moves, you can see kind of which um, rhythm each person is in. So maybe they're in that low bass, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. Maybe they're, you know, in the doo-doo-doo-doo-doo, and you, you see them <laughs> fluttering about. And right. so it's, it's very interesting to take a step back and watch kind of the kinesthetics of the body. You'd be amazed at how much you can really know about somebody from the way they move, body posture, 
Yeah, that makes that does make a lot of sense. I remember, I remember when I learned. I don't want to say learn to dance, but but just tapped into dance. It was it was um, I was in my late twenties. I was on a business trip in San Francisco <laughs> at the Oracle Software Convention. You know, and and they have Oracle's fucking rich. Okay, I mean, um, oh gosh, what's his name, Larry. Whatever. He's like one of the top three richest guys in the world. He's the one who run, or owns Oracle. But anyway, they had this. They had uh, all these concerts, right? Like Alan Jackson and Seal and oh uh, Gin Blossom. Kind of like a, a, like a little bit retreadish, but yeah. but like he paid him for this private concert for all these you know software geeks everywhere. And um, there was UB40 concert, right? Oh no! Nice. And I'm there, and my I'm with these two guys who. You know, they're a little more stiff, you know, business guys, and they're dancing, you know, the guys that are just commenting, oh, look at that hot chick, you know, those types of guys, uh-huh. but don't have any game to do anything about it. But anyway, but my, my point is, you, so I was feeling pretty fresh that night, so. Oh, well, I wasn't going for girls. I was but, married you know, at the time, but like yeah, so I, I kind of separated from them, and I got into this UB40 concert, which I think was when I really started to, I love reggae music, and and I think this is where it kind of birthed, but I just, I lost it, man. I just was into it. I was like, I never have let go all the way dancing. Like I've a little bit let go, you know, where you reach like that, that wall where you're like, I ain't going any further, man. That's like way too much. That's way out of my comfort zone. It's putting myself way too out there. And I remember that night I just let go. No alcohol or anything. I was still a good Mormon boy. But uh, yeah, that was UB40. That's cool, man. Red, red wine make you feel so fine. Not me, man. I don't dance. I'm one of those stiff guys. Oh, baloney. <laughs> Chase, Chase and I tore it up in Tucson one time at a Revolution concert oh, yeah. after about six uh, Irish car bombs. So oh, yeah. I, I, I know Chase can dance. A little bit. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see, to see how some people need things of that nature to really um, kind of let go of those filters and kind of those hesitations that we, we place upon ourselves. But... You know, I think that's one thing I look every single weekend, all my friends are like, oh, let's go to the bar and Mm -hmm. poison ourselves with liquor. And I just think about how the next day I'm going to feel terrible and it sounds like a horrible idea. Mm -hmm. But I realize that the people around me do those types of things and go out, you know, because it's a way that you can get in with the community and get with your friends and, Mm -hmm. you know, and really to ingest that alcohol and then to, to kind of let yourself go. You know, I think in a way we kind of like, drop that ego thinking part of ourselves outside the door for a little while and you know and it's a good feeling to let those insecurities and those things go Mm -hmm. and so I think that's why you know alcoholism is really in you know anything that alters the state of consciousness in a sense is is really getting out there right now is because you know everybody is really searching for a way just to be happy in Mm -hmm. themselves oh yeah you know, and so they go to things like alcohol because, well, alcohol is legal. You know, we mm-hmm. see a huge um, uproar in the, the marijuana, which, you know, is, is its own thing. And then we see our psychedelic craze and, and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And everyone's, you say, you, you pick your poison, you know, but I do believe that there are positive implications to things of that nature when they are, you know, used mm-hmm. in discretion under the right circumstances. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean I I mean I even think alcohol has has a place in the world per se even though 
I rarely drink it anymore, but it ha- it, it it can be positive. Like it's not all it's not all bad, and, and to the oh. extent of man, maybe if it just shows people like wow. I, I can lose some inhibitions and man, I felt more like myself than I ever had before. Hallelujah. I could actually talk to my friends. Like, yeah, man, that's a medicine. And to some extent, I mean, alcohol was a medicine to some extent and, and it still is. But, uh, I, I've, I think you can graduate from certain substances in the, in the, in the sense of hopefully you eventually don't need anything. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? In a way that is the goal. It's the goal to always have full access to who you truly are at any moment without substance or, you know, or anything. Yeah, they're tools. Tools. Yeah. I definitely agree, you know, with, with them being tools. And I think, too, you know, it's important to understand that these things are present because they mm-hmm. do hold a purpose mm-hmm. in our community. Mm-hmm. You know, it, if you look around, a lot of people are pretty unhappy with themselves. And so it's something I look at, you know, I can't ever judge another person for what they're doing mm-hmm. because everybody really is making the best decision that they can at the time. And so if it's something where somebody feels, you know, that, that that's beneficial, well, absolutely. You know, I'd rather us be able to find some type of happiness. Mm-hmm. I definitely believe, and the more I talk to the community around me, it seems like, you know, the one consistent thing is we all want to be happy, you know, oh, yeah. happiness, love, it's this, we're all one, you know, so it really is coming together. But people, what I notice and what I noticed, what I had in my own life was we, people don't know how. They don't know how to go from A to B. They want it, right? They want happiness and they, and, and, and in some ways they don't even, they don't even understand fully what they're in, you know, the, the cycles that they're involved with in. They don't even have another perspective. It's just, this is my life, you know? I've been shit on since day one. And that's, that's their reality. And they want to be happy, or they say it at least. But I think, I think a lot of people, there is a lot of ignorance still involved. I mean, I think some people really do know. And they know a good amount. Like, hey, I got to quit my bullshit, but, and I can't. But um, so many focus on the addiction. Do you know, um, is his name Gabor? What the heck's his name? Oh, that, that, that guy, shit. Gabor Mate? Have you heard that? that he did, Eddie posted it, but it's, uh, he, he does this video about addiction and talks about how addiction is nothing to do with the substance. It's not, you know, hell, we, we're addicted to everything. You can be addicted to food. You can be addicted to masturbation. You can be addicted to fucking biting your nails. Mm-hmm. Hell, alcohol is a good one. Hell, alcohol is so good because it numbs your pain for fucking four hours. Yeah, there was, um, there's actually a study that I think is really important when it comes to addiction. They did um, a study with lab mice and they took these lab mice and they just put them in a plain old mm-hmm. cage and they gave them two options. They had one regular water bottle and the other bottle um, was laced with an opiate. And eventually, all these rats got addicted to the opiate-laced water and mm-hmm. this plain old cage to the point where some of them even died. Right. They then took another cage and they built it like a rat haven. Yeah, rat paradise. Wheels. Yeah, rat <laughs> paradise. And they had transferred all the rats over there. Um, and all these rats ended up uh, staying sober. They ended up getting themselves back on the regular mm-hmm. walk. Not to say that they didn't go and try it every once mm-hmm. in a while. Um, but it showed really that it was the environment that these animals were in, and I heard this animals as well. And yeah. and we share a lot of DNA with lab mice. That's why we continue to use them. But 
you know, I think that it's the implications of that is extremely important, you know, and I think too, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the times we, we search for that because the, the happiness in, in, or whatever we're getting out of using that drug, I think mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. um, we get that because we're, we're not getting it from our environment mm-hmm. and one way or another we're, we're humans, we need it, mm-hmm. you know, and so I think when we're not getting it from the things, the environment around us, we bring other substances, other things to bring it in, you know, but there are, again, you know, there's some substances that are just excellent in being able to, um, you know, help move toward or move away from things. You look at things like ayahuasca Mm -hmm. um, has been known to be, you know, it has great success in treating these addictions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's kind of funny how one, will lead into the other and you know but i think it's important also to understand which ones are really natural and, and mm-hmm. which ones we're we're making as as men yeah we like like everything we do we always throw everything we throw the baby out the bathwater. drugs marijuana is a drug you're gonna die it's like the guy shooting the needles i mean i used to i used to kind of sort of like be under that pretense that a guy smoking dope was just to step down from the guy shooting needles, you, you know. You know, it's it's interesting. And in all honesty, my my high school, I had a really rough time through high school. I was a heroin addict, and so wow. you know, I have I have firsthand experience being in that. And you know, I I didn't quite understand. Now I I did have a tough childhood. I I thought I had a tough childhood, and you know, it was more my way of handling it. Um, but you know, definitely I felt, and looking back after reading that study, I definitely do think it's something where it is the environment. Mm-hmm. And if we look at, you know, generally just the environment we're in the world as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, um, yes, we've kind of brought it to this place and, and, and the world is really, really beautiful. I, I mean, if we, we look around and so often we just sit there and we look at, at the issues, at the problems and things of that nature. And it's. I always try to remind people to take a step back and really understand the beauty that we have built around us. We have cities of millions of people all living together. You know, yeah, we've got a few quacks here and there, but for the most part, most part, our our tribes range from the hundreds to the millions. I th- I I think about this all the time. Yeah. When you take cities, multicultural cities, and you say, you know, we we bitch about how violent they are, and yet you go. Man, I'm surprised it's not more violent. Yeah. To be honest with you, well, I'm surprised we don't. We're not. There's not more killings. We, we, we actually get along this. better than we realize. Remember, we talked about this coming home from San Diego. There's like there's beauty in this. Uh huh. Oh there's, yeah. There's vast beauty in some of these cities, and they're multicultural and and all that. And it's just sometimes we we tend to focus on the negative. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but there there's a lot of beauty going on. Well, there's a lot. There's the people who control this. Who 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 are pulling the strings on at least on a societal level have you know fear is one of their best tools you know if you if you can create an environment where you know oh my gosh yeah it is really violent out there and that's why the news always is focusing on the negative the negative it's keeping people fearful it's keeping us you know overly and relying on a on a police state and and things like that what you say yes i definitely you know i agree with that that is definitely out there in full force but you know part of me i sit back and i don't see any of this ever i don't i don't see it either i think it's ridiculous well it's because you know we we choose what we want to put in and what we want to see Mm -hmm. so it's like you know i always try to tell people 
you know, look at what you're allowing into your life. You know, if you don't like what the news is playing, don't watch the yeah, news, right. you know. And, and so many people will get so so wrapped up in these things. And I, you know, I, I try to remind <clears> people, especially like, you know, um, GMO foods, for example. So mm -hmm. many people are like, oh my God, I can't believe they're doing this. And it's like, you guys, just stop eating it. Yeah. You know, really, it's I, this time is about us being mindful, you know, and it's it's about us deciding, you know, realizing really we have built this world for exactly mm -hmm. everything that it is. So we must honor really what our parents mm -hmm. and our grandparents and our ancestors mm -hmm. built for us. You know, we've got over seven billion people on this planet and, and thank God that we have this somewhat foundation to build upon, you know, and I try to always. Uh, reframe people you know when we think about the problems in the society don't look at them as problems look at them as potentials mm -hmm. you know so we see with GMO foods we have the potential to make a boatload of money through organic farming and mm -hmm. through really starting those things and you know if, if we the people the That's population really understand that our money you figure money is just like a physical energy you know, it's like something we're giving. We're giving away our energy to other people. So really filter, be mindful of the companies mm -hmm. that we're supporting and things of that nature. Um, yeah, just being mindful about what we're allowing into ourselves and where we're allowing our funds to go, you know. And then at that point, when we get enough people on board, we'll start tipping the scales to where we have environmentally conscious restaurants or, you know, cars that aren't emitting all these crazy emissions into the air mm -hmm. it's headed that way i think though yeah absolutely it's headed that way people are becoming more they're they're not they're not the dumb you know sheep that everyone used to think they were yeah, yeah. We're, we're definitely not dumb anymore right. i follow this um beautiful woman elizabeth santora i believe is her name she's an evolutionary biologist and she um took a lot of her time with microbials and so we humans are like walking microbials mm -hmm. you know so much of us is just all this bacteria and and so she took microbials as as just a a base and looked at how they evolved throughout their lives and so there's you know the birthing period um and then through that um young phase there seems to be a lot of chaos you know it's more like microbial against microbial fighting against each other trying to see who will mm -hmm. overtake and then there's this maturation period where they mature and they start to learn, oh, well, hey, you know, I don't need all this carbon dioxide. If I give mm -hmm. it to this guy, maybe he'll give me some of his nitrogen. And so they start forming these bonds, working together. And so we as a species are in this maturation period. And, you know, it's, I firmly believe that we as a species will come together and we will enter this state of maturation where we come to learn that, you know, I believe... I believe it'll come down to just uh, a massive level of awareness of of our inner being of who we are. You know, um, you brought up my blog earlier, and um, on one of it, I wrote about you know kind of my philosophy, my theory on God, and my understanding of that. And and uh, what's the name of your blog again? Uh, hum H U M. So we'll go over it. Okay. But yeah, tell me. Hum. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, so. I went through this whole um, kind of thing that I was trying to understand how we are all one. You know, um, I would look at the things around me and everything seemed so different from me. 
And so I really, I took the time and really looked at what made me me and how am I different than said person across from me. And so I listed all the things that were different and, you know, other than a minute few details, each person I came across, we all kind of had the same um, varying of the same type of things. So I realized too that everything that I had said was different about me was everything that I had claimed to be so. You know, now granted, we do have physical differences, male versus female, but for the most part, if you shed the exterior, you know, we all come into this earth as an infant and we're just this embodiment of awareness in this body trying to figure out what to do with ourselves. And so I have this understanding and many other people I know as well, where at the core we're just this awareness trying to figure out what to do with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we pick a few things that we feel this awareness is prefers. And so understanding that at the core, you know, we're all exactly the same and so with that understanding, I just, I picture that as God, you know, it's really the power each individual we have to really step in and create this person that we are in the world, mm -hmm. you know, I, I hear all this negative stuff about egos, 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 and how they're bad, but if you look up the definition, um, at least according to online, it, it talks about it's um, one's personal um, self-esteem or self-worth. And so for me, that really struck me as, oh my gosh, you know, I, I hear all these negative connotations about an ego, when the definition at the core isn't a negative thing at all. Our self-worth, our self-esteem is, is very important. And so I think it's about us recognizing, embracing this ego. And I think the only reason that people have a problem with it is because they have a problem with their own. You know, so it's really, it's like, kind of a, mm -hmm. an eye-opening mm -hmm. experience to really look at it in that manner. Right. Um, I had a problem with the ego because I had a problem with my ego, you know, right. until mm -hmm. I really started working on it and moving forward and really recognizing that I, I choose everything that I bring to the table and everybody else does as well. Mm -hmm. Now, some of us may be doing it unconsciously. We may not be aware of the vibration mm -hmm. we're bringing into the room. But we each have this individual power to really show up and do whatever that we want. And I think that, you know, I think that creative side of building the eye is kind of the divine feminine mm -hmm. aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And I think just this pure awareness at the core is the, the divinity, the male awareness of it, male aspect. Right, right. Yeah, and it's, it's I feel, I feel like children have, have a, their, their their third eye in a sense is is clear it can see and society in the, in the like you said the environment that they're born into has they have no choice but to protect themselves and and have to you know protect even even in so doing protect that third eye in a sense mm -hmm. and it's interesting because um you know there's a couple of statistics out there and i don't know how i necessarily feel about them i think everything can change but um, you know, it says that children, we gain 90% of our characteristics before the age of five. Mm -hmm. And wow. Holy yeah, smoke, that's crazy. That is crazy. Remember before the age yeah, of five. I, yeah, I can't and, even. <laughs> yeah. And two, so when, um, when they're children, before the age of five, children spend the large majority of their time in theta. Um, so it's, it's a brainwave state. Um, and my understanding of theta is I've come to grasp it's 
um, like the dreamlike state, you know, and it's, it's hypnosis, you know, when you're, you're driving down the road and you're driving, but well, all of a sudden you come to, and it's like, holy shit, you know, how many miles mm. did I, I don't remember that. That's, that's hypnosis. Everybody uh -oh. goes into it naturally. Every time we wake up and go to sleep every night, we go into hypnosis. And so when we understand the implications of that with a five-year-old, understanding that these kids are in hypnosis constantly in the state of theta, it's necessary because they have to be able to catch on quick. They this this is why we don't remember. I would we don't so. remember our, when you're two. I mean, maybe you have one or two memories, but it's, mm -hmm. it's you know, you're grasping. I, so I was just asking about yeah. this. That's so funny. I was just asking, why don't we remember our? Why don't I remember coming out of the womb? Right. So there, it's that theta. Well, it's like even like you know how you you remember some huh. dreams for some reason. Mm -hmm. You vividly remember some dreams. They stay with you for a long time. Oh yeah. It's kind of like that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like I don't remember every dream I have every night for no. whatever reason, but there's some, there's a few, you know, kids, one or two dreaming. a year that I just, I, I can't ever forget. So when your two year old isn't paying attention, he's just in dream state. Don't be too hard on him. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't, don't put him in timeout. The guy's in theta state. He's, it's, it's essential for his growth. <laughs> and, and I think too, we have to be mindful, you know, with children being constantly in that theta state, they're soaking in everything everything that is around their surroundings so you know it's 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 disheartening to me when i see children just glued to these mm -hmm. ipads and you know and, and and if we think about that really you guys this is all brand new to us in the last hundred oh, yeah. years this advancement in technology and and i think you know a hundred years ago when kids moved out of the house it was like okay i'll write you a letter i hope i see you again yeah you know yeah, now so it's scary. like now we're dealing with issues where your mom is bitching because you didn't call her back yesterday and it's like mom kids used to leave for years before, you, know? <laughs> and you, you can't use that anymore right. so now i think even more i can see how much technology has affected and changed my life mm -hmm. oh yeah you know really these kids coming into you know, 50 years ago, computers probably weren't all that, you know, active and active. Didn't exist. Yes, <laughs> but, um, you know, understanding now that we can simultaneously know absolutely anything that we want, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. what are the implications that has for our future? Well, it's as we exponentially grow as a, as a species, you know, technologically, we're growing exponentially. We don't really have any idea how to adapt to these new social relationships, you know. I don't, I don't know how much exa exactly is the right amount of time for my daughter on electronics and not. Like, we're, I know when I cross when it crosses some line where I go, oh, we got to get off this. It's like it feels gross. I mean, it's funny because I've been talking a lot about this topic because so often what my annoyance in my daughter's electronic consumption is only a reflection of my own yes, it's my yes, it's yes. like because she she'll point it out on me oh really dad you want me to get off the computer and i'm on it all the time well look who's on his phone all the time <laughs> you know it's like fuck yes. doesn't matter i'm the dad you go into that mode where you just like try to <laughs> trump them I know. but they're right they're right they are right and i'll guarantee anyone who's a parent out there well, can understand this and we've gone down this rabbit hole many times the dangers of technology which scares the living shit out of me it does it is scary it is scary so where is that fine line you know what, what, what do we do here? i don't know but we Especially gotta find for it the future of our species with our children 
Well, yeah, yeah, I you're think, right. I think we're we're at the point right now, especially in this maturation period. You know, it's really going to be a telltale sign with society. I think if we're able to um, what everybody would deem wake everybody up, I think mm-hmm. you know, in that act, it kind of takes us back more to our indigenous routes, anyways. Right. You know, getting back more to that wholesome, holistic mm-hmm. value, back to the earth. You know, I think so. If we can get enough people to recognize how important it is, if not, you know, if we enter this whole age of reality, you know, I, I, I worry about that in a sense because people are getting stimulation off mm-hmm. of these things that these virtual realities that don't even exist, and right. they're losing connection with the earth. So part of me sits there and, you know, I almost I I think like if we're if we continue to go down this route, you know, and we continue to ruin this earth enough, we'll have to get on a space station and leave here, and nobody will have a problem because they'll just plug into their virtual reality. And then mm-hmm. we'll be in the future, and then maybe the Pleiadians will be coming back to us right now. <laughs> hey, let's make a difference. We're decision. waiting for so you, Pleiadians. <laughs> All right, select you. Get to go back in time now yes. and uh, start over. Yeah, but so I, I agree with you. I agree with you. There is a return to the earth. There's a return to the archaic. You know, that's what we're doing. And it's really essential because we've lost it. We've lost our greatest connection with the, the, the most spiritual source that we have, which is, which is our planet and, and our sun, if you ask me. And I, the problem is, though, is I don't believe that, you know, we talk about this a lot. So get your tequila shots ready. Get your tequila shots ready. <laughs> the drinking game. I, you know, McKenna talks about that the, the Earth took a gamble, a fifty thousand year gamble, to to so that we could transcend into these, you know, this the, to the cyber, you know, intergalactic, whatever the hell we're becoming, that mm-hmm. that where we're going in a way, right. and so it. It, it, it required us to, you know, go from an indigenous tribes to now um, large-scale civilizations with the with the technologies of really the the, the entire universe, you know. And so, it, it's it's one of those things where I think as we return to the archaic, we have to also understand that these technologies have brought us together. The only way, really, that it's brought these these tribes together is through electronics. I mean, that's how we met you, Carissa. Jeez, thank goodness. Because otherwise, we would have just had to... I mean, hell, you live in, you live not in the town next door. Yep. So I guess we could have somehow run into you, been like, what's up? How are you? Tell us all about your... You know. Are but, you uh, in the holistic medicines? No way, man. But in a city of a million people, hardly unlikely. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I think that what the internet has really taught us is about this mass consciousness that it we is. have. It's mm-hmm. a physical form of mass consciousness. And, it is. You know, I really think, too, if you look at it, everything that we, everything subtle that we think of plays out here in the physical reality one way or another. You know, we talk about this mass consciousness, and here we have built this mass consciousness Mm -hmm. through the internet. I do believe that if we so wish as a human species, we can adapt beliefs to where we Mm -hmm. don't need a physical thing. But I think also too, there's, there's beauty in us not being able to telepathically communicate because I know for sure, at least two years ago, I wouldn't want somebody in my head. I Mm -hmm. wouldn't want people to know my thoughts. And so 
I think there's a reason, you know, we haven't evolved yet is because, Mm -hmm. well, not all of us want our thoughts read. And, you know, so I think it's, you know, it's going to be a a passing of the wand almost. And I think Mm -hmm. we're at the point in time where where we're going to choose this. You know, Mm -hmm. do we do we really hold on to this innocence, this veil? Because if you look at it, it it really is a beautiful thing. I, I was just talking to a friend today, you know, we are in the middle of the apocalypse and nobody knows. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at the definition of apocalypse, it means the unveiling of information. And if you look left and you look right, everything is unveiling information. We're in the middle of the apocalypse, the worst mm-hmm. times in human history, and nobody knows. Everybody's <laughs> just going out to the bar, having a drink, and we're all enjoying ourselves. Right. You know, so it's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It really, really is mm-hmm. to look around and to see how our human nature is still to go out there and to connect and, oh, you yeah. know, it's, it's innate in us. And I feel like, you know, especially the more we're coming to be able to experience this through the web, through mm-hmm. the internet, through connecting, we're able to meet quality people online, trust, respect, integrity. You know, once mm-hmm. we all have these qualities, it's, it creates this beautiful thing where we can yeah. sit here and have right. a conversation that without every single moment up until this time wouldn't have existed. No, I agree. And I think it's uh, a large part of this. It has to do with these small groups like that we're creating, obviously. And uh, like with the LLC, look, we created this community online. And but at the same time, we wanted those grounded values. OK, let's all get together and, you know, in reality, you know, yeah, yeah. screw this virtual reality stuff. We got to we got to keep it real, obviously, and meet these people in the physical. Yeah, because I, I feel an emptiness to only collecting or uh, uh, connecting electronically. Right. Like I it agree. gets to a certain point, and then I go, uh, like I'm, even if, even mm-hmm. if you met the opposite gender of your dreams, okay, and you could only communicate with them electronically for, I don't know, let's say it was two years. Like I, eventually, you'd be like, ah, uh, yeah. it's it's so frustrating. It's so there's just something. It's so limiting. Well. And it's so it, it isn't limiting either. I mean, it's it takes you to a certain point, but I do believe this is it right here. I mean, us three are here in the same room together. There's way more communication going on than just even what's coming from our mouths, right? Like it's we feel each other's energy. There's we feel each other's body language. We feel each other's intention on a different level. You can just feel it. Yeah. It's completely different that you can't pick up through through all other you know through mediums a computer screen. through a computer <laughs> screen. Yeah, yeah. Off mad, uh, magno electric, magnetic electric energy, mm-hmm. and in that it lets off. You know, some people will call it an aura, for mm-hmm. example. And knowing that we have this energy, I think that that is why you know being in the same room, being within each other's presence, having the ability to mm-hmm. communicate through eye contact, you know, through body language. A conversation is so much more in depth. Oh yeah. When you don't just have words. You know, you have this whole other you have a whole being in front of you yeah and thank thank goodness thank goodness that there is still we we yearn and there's that lack we still mm-hmm. wish for more during mm-hmm. those con- connections right. because could you imagine if it was we got everything we wanted out of connecting online we were just yeah we might as well just put the virtual yeah. reality hood on right you just put the helmet on if that was really if you could reach your full level of connection that way then yeah then we really are just machine I mean, we'll just blend into our machines and, and you know, put your uh, put your um, virtual reality helmet on and, you know, put your feeding tube up and you're good to go, you know. Mm-hmm. And 
ironically, that is the way some people are already are living. You know, some people right. really yeah. are living most of their waking hours virtually. Some days I have that. Some days I go, I've been fucking looking at this phone for more times than I've been looking, you know, outside of myself yeah. or outside of this phone. And it just... It's it's it's, it's not a good feeling. Yeah, I hate that feeling. I want to chuck my um, phone into the woods. But it, it, it's up to it's up to us in a way, and mm-hmm. you feel kind of a responsibility. Mm-hmm. We got to go out there and we got to make this happen. Because I know, I know. by the way, when you when we when we sit down and we talk face to face, we retain information a lot easier than if Clint writes a post or you write a post on Facebook, which is awesome. But we don't retain it as well as like if we're there in person. Mm-hmm. Now I, I see it and I feel it. Oh yeah, and it's like it's it's never going away. Mm-hmm. So for all of you on the Lords of Consciousness who like Carissa's posts, <laughs> it's way better in person, man. You get it's like she just said she said all of her posts, all if you combine every one of her posts that she's ever posted, it would have taken five minutes of her time. You know what I mean? Instead, you get it for two hours, and it's like you you soak up a novel in a way. Yeah. But. Yeah, Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful now to be in the position where I'm, I'm writing my novel. I'm not just reading it. I'm not just letting my novel be dictated. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we're all coming to, you know, recognizing right. this beautiful power that we, we mm-hmm. have inside. Oh, writing so our stories, writing our journeys. That's yeah. beautiful. I love that because I think we, everybody in this room has gotten to that point. But we, we weren't always there. Mm-hmm. But we've reached this point of where we know that we're in control. That we're guiding the ship now, and we're, we're we're making the decisions. So, oh yeah, and we're finding other people that are guiding their own ships, and that's where it's all going to grow so much from there. You you know what I find though is yes, it, it came a point where I was like, okay, I need to take control of my life. I can. Oh my gosh, I know I don't have to be a victim to my circumstance, right? Mm-hmm. And then it, well, I took control, right? But what I'm finding now is. It says nothing, I don't have any control, it's, and and but that's okay. In a way, it's like, in a way, it's 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 always again. Sorry to beat the dead horse, but it always comes back to that release, the letting go, and there is some sort of wave that happens that can come into your life. This universal wave that you just ride it, and it doesn't mean you still get up every morning and you well, still put in the right, effort. That, it's not like it's some that's unconscious what we, that's what thing. We mean, but I mean, you're there's right. a natural order to everything. You're right. You're right. And somebody else is guiding the bigger ship. But, oh yeah, yeah. You know, you know. But but you can't. But it take going from unconscious, you know, a victim of all my circumstances to where I'm at. There right. was like there was stages in between. Yeah. It's it's what I always say too is is that there's there is a place for anger. Anger is good. Hell, mm-hmm. anger will get you out of the fucking hole, man. Mm-hmm. You should be angry. In fact, there is a place for righteous anger. Mm-hmm. Fucking stand up and say no more. I'm done. This is not unacceptable right. in my life. No more. Or like Chris was saying, there's a place for a true definition of ego. Yeah. It's hell yeah, dude. Right. Thank goodness we have egos sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Right. But but there's you graduate. There's an mm. evolution to even that. Eventually, you need to move on from anger into to something, you know, move on to the next step. Right. And it's no different. Even with control, it's like, yeah, take control of your life, okay? Because the only way you can even tap into that universal wave is you got to take control of some shit. You got to really go after it and make it happen, you know? And then you do start all of a sudden just flowing. You start eventually learning how to do things. You start really overcoming some of your, your weaknesses, your insecurities when you really go into some of the inner work and you let, you know, let that go and you're not carrying it around anymore. And you really do realize in a sense, we are like rays of light. You are just being 
shown upon existence. (laughs) Just don't get in the way, man. In a way, don't get in your own way. Don't overthink it. It's like you said earlier tonight. Sometimes the, the... God, the first thing that pops in your head, how often is it usually that's the one? Yeah. God, I mean, I'm not saying it's always the one, no, but damn, not, it's, it's but a real high success it's rate. It's a high success rate. You know? But we second guess ourselves a lot. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes it's too easy of an answer. You're like, no, I need something more complex than that. Oh, yeah. That can't be right. I'm going to go ask this guy, and then this guy kind of steers you the wrong way. But if you just mm-hmm. would have gone with that initial answer that yourself was telling you. McKenna says, you are the smartest person in your world. <laughs> right. You know, even the smartest guy in the world, what good does he do? What good does he do you? He doesn't know any better than you sometimes. You got to, you know, trust yourself. Trust yourself. You know you best. And how, how simple is that? And yet, the, I mean, all of us in here, I can, I, I'm sure, have lived a lot, a lot of our lives making decisions to please others. You right. know, making decisions out of fear of what mm-hmm. others' acceptance would be, whether that be your family, your church, your mm-hmm your country your whatever you know you go yeah. up the, the the chain of 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 you know cultural binds that we have and you'll 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 realize that i've never been making my own decisions man only until you know recently and then when you do it it's it's pretty amazing something else opens up completely different you turn in you realize that oh my god i am way bigger than i ever realized in fact any even the even the most even the most enlightened person in the world has no idea. It's way more complex than any of us can even comprehend, imagine. Even what we know right now, it's still a drop in the ocean to me of, of what is is the whole all-encompassing universe. It's, and, and I would definitely agree. You know, I think that this universe is so, so very interesting and there is so much out there that we can know and you know, I, my entire life I've gone to school, even as a kid in kindergarten, that when they asked me what I wanted to be, I wanted to be the smartest woman in the world. I wanted to go to school forever. And, and I love school. I love knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but You're doing a good job of achieving your goals, by the way. <laughs> You're getting close. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's, I think, too, though, there, there's two sides of this. You know, it's like the masculine structure side that is, you know... The, can be so very complex and we can look at it from all different angles and see how beautiful this reality has come together. But then again, on the other side, it's like, you know, the beauty and the innocence, the beauty and the creation. You know, when I really started to understand the implications that this universe has for us and the reality that we've built, you know, you can, you can, you can get to the point where you can structure your life and your input is your output. And you can know what's going to be happening and how to occur, how things are going to occur. But it's, you know, it, you get to that point where you know and you understand and it's like, oh, well, shit. Like, okay, now I know. You know, it's like, it's like when I, I remember this time I was looking into a water droplet that was on this grass and it was just so beautiful and I could reflect into it and see the different colors that were coming through and I remember just being like well how does this happen and you know I went through this whole kind of you know vision of this the proton coming down from the sun nice getting you know into this water droplet and it's like well then I understood kind of the thing and I was like oh well uh, that makes sense I get it 
Right. You know, now luckily I'm still able to see the beauty in the water droplet, but it's like, you know, there's, there's some things where, you know, it's left better unsaid. Hmm. And so I think it's really... Yeah, sometimes I look at nature a little too uh, pixelated, like especially yes. when I go into the, the, the psychedelic world. Sometimes I come back and go, all oh, this is even even the nature part of it. even this tree is just a bunch of fractals you know it's just like, yeah. it's just like <laughs> it kind of gets trippy it does the whole this whole thing is, is you start piecing it together to kind of I know what you mean well you, you can you can figure out how this reality is structured and it's interesting cool yeah great and I think the point we're moving into now because so many of us are searching for this I think now you know it's the application part now we've learned all these implications of how this reality works and mm -hmm. how we can alter it in a sense and so you know this it's it's a two-part fold you know this there's really a lot at this time that we'll be making as a species do we want to be able to you know kind of hold on to our innocence in a sense in a sense mm -hmm. and you know kind of be able to just find enjoyment in the dog wagging his <laughs> tail or do we want to recognize the dog's wagging his tail because he has extra energy and he's just trying to get it out of his butt you know what I mean <laughs> oh, yeah. so it's like it's kind of like this, the innocence of it you know what uh -huh. I mean I think there's there's beauty in it oh yeah yeah yeah. and, oh, and yeah. I think it's there's discernment too we need to you know be wise about what we're do you ever think though that's why there's seven and a half billion of us because there's some there, we can you know there will be some people that I, I think it's important that some people go live off the grid, you know, experience that go completely archaic if you want. I don't think that that's the way that the whole will go or is even intended to go. But in a way where there's always there's always some of us that are here to experience everything. You know, maybe there are people that are just meant to appreciate the, the wagging tail. Exactly. And then there are the ones that are like, no, no, I want to understand the the actual physics of it you know on an energetic level right. and i get that too in fact i want that too by the way and but i i get in those moments where i go whew, man i just let's just come back i don't need to go that deep i want to come back to appreciating <laughs> the beauty of the dogging wagging his tail no. but there's there is kind of like a balance even in that and maybe some minds are meant to keep bring keep going go 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 and some aren't and that's okay well, that's okay born with no memory they're just born these or possibly they could be born with all their memory we just tell mm -hmm. otherwise but you know they're born these kind of blank slates and i firmly believe that we as a species as a whole as a consciousness collectively to the every i believe that we decided that together mm -hmm. because i think about it you know really if we were to step into the essence of god as a spirit as you know if we could put that into one essence being all-knowing everywhere all the time mm -hmm. always happy it's like hmm you know i don't know i kind of get bored mm -hmm. you know and i think that mm -hmm. you know god got bored and was like oh, okay you know i want i want a fluctuation in my emotions here you know i want to yeah. be able to sense having and not having and you know i think that's why we're all we're all down here you know we're living the same experiment or experience mm -hmm. just viewing it from different angles and oh so yeah really taking the glory and being like you know yeah i get to see it from this side you know oh, yeah. how how can i make this experience and learn from it and really growing and evolving 
You know, Chase and I were talking about earlier how maybe we don't understand suicide, take suicide, people who've experienced that. Maybe we don't fully understand what's happening in those moments. You know, we look at it obviously as something very sad and, and it is sad. It is on some level. It's very sad. There's no doubt and can be very traumatizing. You know, go down the list. You know, you know how everyone sees sees it. But is it possible that is it possible that there's some that are are meant to experience it? Why? Because we can. I mean, if you think about it, what is what is this what is this experience being consciousness? It's free will too. It's to do we can do anything, you know, and part of doing anything is touching the duality of it all. Yes. Touching the hot, touching the cold, feeling the joy, feeling the fucking pain. And the pain and there's some sort of I you know what I liken it to sometimes I feel it is even the masculine and feminine energy there is a duality to things but what is the duality it creates something i think that's what the power of creation is the power of creation is duality it's the masculine and the feminine and the friction that they that they i mean shit not to get overly literally friction right but even you know even that feeling of why do you even want to rub your bodies together well it's it's a masculine and feminine energy and, and Obviously, there's other. It's more than just masculine and feminine. There's, there, there's, you know, when it comes to homosexuality, which I don't fully understand. I don't fully, you know. Anyway, I don't fully <laughs> understand it. I mean, but what I'm trying to say is, is there's some sort of energy that is created by opposite opposites in a sense. There's, we're here to experience it all. Well, but there's evolution too, though, man. Right, there's right. evolution. There's, there's something about seeing the full spectrum of what life has to offer right which unfortunately fortunately for me i've kind of done that myself yeah you chase is a great story for that so but i mean going back to how we were talking about this morning it's like okay i i I was there i was on the brink but it didn't happen why you know there's obviously there's there's a bigger plan for myself yeah yeah. so then now it's like okay now i gotta really you know make this count make this you know figure this out Mm -hmm. and maybe i won't know tomorrow maybe i won't know for 50 years but i gotta do my best so here we go full board i'm not you know i'm not i'm gonna question everything you know i'm not gonna just accept one thing as the answer or this is that or that is this. Mm-hmm. you know just have an open mind to it all right to experience keep experiencing experience and experience going through the the full cycle of life yeah because it there's you, when you just take one little microcosm of your life and try to label your whole life based on that, it's like, come on, man, you got to span the span the camera out. Right, exactly. And I mean, what 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 better tool could the universe have in helping people who are thinking about committing suicide mm-hmm. overcome those those temptations than to hear someone who actually pulled the trigger, didn't go off, and then they changed their life? Right. If I'm thinking, if I'm in that space, I might go, "What? Yeah. You did what?" That's kind of what I'm going through. Tell right. me more, dude, because I'm feeling fucking hopeless right now. I mean, if a guy like me says it, and I don't know your story, Chris, but let's say you haven't ever come close to anything like that. Maybe for oh, you guys don't know what I'm talking about. Like, you don't know. You haven't been into that. You know, we, have, we've all, we all live our lives, right? We all can't experience everything. But when you have a guy like you, Chase, who's experienced what you've experienced, it's like you, you, you have a way of connecting with the others in a different way than I do. 
mm-hmm. and maybe maybe there's we don't understand the whole big picture, but there's some there is a certain thread that's that's being weaved, and but I mean, I have a mind for that. Like my my mind for whatever reason going, I have I just have a mind for that. Like my my consciousness, my brain has been built for that. To, to endure those kind of moments, those you know, those ups and downs, all you know, just going all around. Yeah, because maybe you chose it. Like Chris, kind of like Chris, Chris has said. got a mind for knowledge. She's got a thirst for knowledge, and right. she's, she's continually wants to learn. Right. I don't have that. Right. I mean, I have it in increments. Like I, I get into something, and I just want to learn as much as I can about that one little thing. But I don't have it for everything. Well, you have it in different realms, you know. Yeah. It's just a different, like your appetite maybe for a different experiences, right? Or hell, you've watched every movie there ever was. So, <laughs> and to be honest with you, that's kind of cool. Like, what a what a what a what an archive of art you have in your head that maybe I don't, or Chris doesn't, or you know, we all have our magical powers, as I like to call them. You know, <laughs> all of us have our X Men abilities, and and where, and, and where do we <laughs> where do we get said abilities? <laughs> oh, oh, Carissa, oh. answer that question. She knows the answer. <laughs> you know, I think when I hear that, it's I think thank God, thank God that mm-hmm. we all like different things. Yeah, you me know, too. I think that's why that this works so perfectly is because. You know, I may re- I may like gardening, and Clint, you might like to build houses, and you may watch children on the weekend. I don't know. I mean, like, we could all don't have that mustache, okay? <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, you know, it's, it, thank God that we all have these different likes and these different things that we want to do because, you know, and I think another great thing that I've at least realized with my community, mm-hmm. you know, we, me and my friends, we barter our services. So we'll do cool. energy chain exchanges or cool. I've got a friend that um, he's a gardener and he's got this great company and, you know, so he does these workshops about harvesting seeds and things oh, of that wow. nature and, you know, there's someone who will do massage therapy and another one who will do Reiki and so really us getting out there and I think too it's about us stepping outside of ourselves and being like, oh, okay, you know, money mm-hmm. is not most important. If I can make money at my job, great. But, you know, if I've got little hobbies here and there, really trading and bartering mm-hmm. services with other people, yeah. I think mm-hmm. it gets us outside of the, the norm within that. And Don't you think part of, part of what's happening and part of, in a way, the goal is, uh, is for us to get out of the money system any way we can you know like take bartering for example that's a great way like that that all, that takes away the power of of you know we talk about the one percent you know these the, the the evil guys in the boardrooms and the whatever and they have so much control and how are we going to get it back and blah 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 right i think that one of the best ways is in a sense you just neuter their power you know you just neuter that 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 what's that bondage that they have over you why are we in slavery in a sense because we are if you don't recognize that we're in slavery then you don't see it i mean we're, of course we're in slavery in many ways in many ways the system is set up as an as an enslavement but but the way one of the ways we can to get out of it is i believe minimizing our desire or our dependency on materialism minimizing our dependency on like you said money like why why aren't we should be teaching our children what's really important in this life you know and i and i that's really cool that your community is doing that i think you know when it comes to things like money i think 
it started out with a good way for us to be able to keep track. If I think of money as being like energy, yep. you know, because we go and we spend our energy of the day at work and then mm-hmm. we get a paycheck and, and that we exchange for services. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that it's a great way, a great physical way for us to show their energy output that we're putting out. I think it's just the connection that we have with it. We, we think that money is bad, so therefore now, look, money is bad. You know, so I think if we start saying, oh no, money is good, but yet rather, how do we distribute it equally? Absolutely. And, and, and a big thing I think too is, is integrity. I think if there's one quality we could instill in this world, if it was integrity, we would fix everything. Yeah, me too, I, I agree, if, I agree. If we could get those large companies to recognize that they don't need all that money and it's like you know I just <clears throat> I just picture all these people at the top with like this one mm-hmm. percent of people you know on the top of the pyramid you see the all-seeing eye that one percent well shit isn't the top pretty lonely you got one percent of people up there you know what I mean and I really think if we look at the celebrities mm-hmm. and stuff the way that people are coming out you know, they're becoming wise. You look at Russell Brandt, my goodness. Or you look at, Mm -hmm. I was blown away. I feel so bad because I didn't like Katy Perry. I didn't like her for a second. But she just let out this CD called Prisms, and it's excellent. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I think it's really about us, you know, and, and being conscious about where we're putting our money, where we're allowing our energy to go. And and when we're aware of that is when we'll start to tip the scales. You yep. know, literally, if if we as a collective, especially here in the United States, if we got like 50% of the United States just to stop shopping for one day, we would crash the entire market. I mm-hmm. mean, we would have every single company literally by balls. Yep. One day, mm-hmm. we would just have to stop shopping. If enough of us could get together and be like, oh, okay, you know what, it's time to really shake them up. Let's show them the only reason they're rich is because of all of us. You know, I think of even how a pyramid was built simply, you know. Now, it could have been extraterrestrials, but we'll go with the story that we were told about (laughs) how all the people, the enslaved people, took all these millions of stones and and planted them up. And the 1% is up there enjoying it all high and mighty in the clouds, but they're alone. Mm -hmm. You know, and so Mm -hmm. I really think... It's about us down on down at the bottom, us, you can say yeah. slaves, whatever you want. Us being like, hey, look, guys, you know, we're the ones, celebrities, we're the only ones who say you're famous anyways. Hey, lawmakers, we're the only ones who say that your laws hold any value anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's really us just being mindful. It's like, oh, hmm, wait, yes, we are in control. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. You're right. But it's it's there's that there's that meme that i love where it's 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 like the train showing up to auschwitz unloading people and there's just like a couple guards and there's just you know thousands of people and the the, the meme's like stop resisting something like that mm-hmm. and you think there's a part of the human human collective that one one can control 99 you can do it you can actually do it like when you really under if you can understand you know, when you do understand those mechanisms of control and even the human psyche and things like that, um, yeah, it can happen. But we can also, we can also, the other 99 can wake up. You know, they can't. We're very powerful. I mean, at the end of the day, we, they hold the whole power. The 99 actually do hold the power. Yes, we do. And we're, we're giving it all to them. 
you know, mm -hmm. and I think it's, you know, it's, it's really about us coming to realize that, you know, now I also think the reason that we haven't taken over and 99% of us aren't in control is because if you look around, I mean, you know, part of me, I understand how people get stuck in autopilot and I get how the Western culture mm -hmm. is really grafted so that we'll follow this mainstream, you know, Road just give me my 2,000 square foot home and yeah. give me my 40 hour a week job and my health insurance. I don't care what the fuck's going on in the world. I'm happy now. See, and you know what? And I say, you know, it's like my mother. My mother is LDS. And if I talked about any of this stuff, she would really lose it. And she, she tells me she likes her rose colored glasses. And I can't fathom it. I look at her, mm -hmm. my eyes boggling out of my head. I don't understand it. But, you know, there are some people who have been like that. I've grandparents are like that a lot of our parents now mm -hmm. i do believe that that's because that's how they've been brought up and that that's been allowed you know there's no doubt you know we've got what fluoride in our water and that's terrible for us there is not a single study that states that it's good for our teeth yet they're putting it into our water mm -hmm. you know so yes there is certain things that i believe are assisting in the one percent maintaining that control mm -hmm. but really it's each and every single person's responsibility when i, I oh yeah i agree things, i agree it's like you, I, I, I don't pity anybody anymore it's like look guys yeah you know, just well we have the knowledge them. now mm -hmm. it's all out there all the tools everything it's it's we were talking about you're talking about mormonism which all three of us come from mm -hmm. and it's in a way it's like dude just go on the internet yeah. Oh, you know, like you want to learn about church history? Yeah. Just go on the internet, dude. I'm, I mean, I don't mean to, it's it's not me. Just just go out. All the information you want, you can come up to with your own conclusions. That's fine. But all the info's out there. You know, all the info on how to on hell that even the one percent, ninety nine percent even exists because most of the world, a lot of the world doesn't even doesn't even recognize that. Hell, the whole Republican Party has half of America convinced that it's the poor people who are the problem. You know what I mean? And in a way, they are right. You know, the poor people, it is it is their problem. Like, hello, people now. It, they're not. It's, we can sit and blame the 1% forever. But the, until we do, we, they'll, they will keep this thing going until the end mm -hmm. of time. They will keep it going unless we do something. And, and we have the tools now. We have the tools. You don't have to, you know... Women, you guys are equal, okay? Hello, get up. You're equal. Stop yeah. it. Don't quit living. You know, quit living less than who you really are. You know, we don't got time for this shit anymore. Let's let's do it. Yes. And it's out there. It's all out there. Come on, we all watch Oprah, huh? <laughs> Come on, Chase. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was actually talking about Oprah with Brooke recently, and you know, her show had a big impact, a really big impact on empowering women across america at least um just kind of that i'm not saying it's like to its fullest extent but damn from where it came from like mid 80s on it really did it was women were starting to hey i want to better my life i mean that's kind of what her show is about well, was <clears throat> i know for me personally i i look at it is because you know in this western culture so um a little back history uh, I'm 25 years old and I've been divorced for almost two years now. I, I was married. I mm -hmm. found a husband. He had a kid. I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, I'm supposed to get married and have a kid and have a family. And I got settled down and it was like, it was terrible. I mean, absolutely miserable. And granted, it was both the situations that we were mm -hmm. both in. 
But I was grateful that I got to see that aspect. You know, part of me feels like, you know, maybe it's not for everybody to really settle down with another person, you know? And so I think too, I think that will help kind of even out uh, the Mm -hmm. rate at which we're multiplying as a species. Um, But I think too, women are realizing that it's not necessarily their role to go home and to birth children and to Mm -hmm. watch them. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have kids, you know? Now, Mm -hmm. it's, it's so much thought I've put so much thought into this and the masculine and the role and how we have his story and mm-hmm. you know men have constant male man fire man men have always needed these roles and I think because before it was just assumed well shit you know the women can have kids so here we are that's our purpose we can have kids yada yada but I think now we're realizing that you mm-hmm. know maybe it's not for everybody and I, I think it'll be an interesting time you know it's I read something the other day and it said the number one killer of women is men. Number one. And so it was just, yeah. From violence. Yes. The number one killer of women is men in this world. That's scary. Wow. It's a hard thing to swallow because we sit here and we talk about Hmm. how, oh, it's all love. It's all love. And so, you know, it's an interesting time. Women are coming into their power where they're saying, oh, no, no, no. You know, it's like... I look at nature so mm-hmm. perfectly, you know, I, I love hummingbirds, for example, and, um, you know, I look They're at pretty awesome. <laughs> and, um, you know, the, the females are the ones that are just, uh, they don't have any flamboyant colors, mm-hmm. it's the males who produce these extravagant colors, and mm-hmm. if you watch the way that they mate, you know, they fly up really, really high, and then they drop down as quick, but stop right in front of the lady and hover forward backwards, like all these cool things. Oh, really? Because in nature, you know, it was, most of nature does not pick one specific partner for Mm -hmm. its life. And it mates solely based upon, you know, the characteristics of how it looks and its skills. You know, I look at really this Western, not necessarily this Western culture, but the whole worldly culture. Mm -hmm. You know, in a sense, it almost leads me to where, you know, we as women, you know, a lot of people will be like, Chrissy, you don't even date. And I'm like, no, you know, because I know what, where my value is and where my power. And I know that I don't want somebody to just be there, but rather yet to add to my life. Right. So I think this is going to be a change, you know, for I think a lot of women are coming to realize this. And it's going to be new for men because men, you know, all the time we always see men are going towards all these women and they're getting jobs so that they can support their family and things like that and I think it's beautiful because now we'll really be doing this life for ourselves mm-hmm. you know but it, it's going to be a switch for us to to kind of be able to look at things different and to be able to honor a woman or a man who decides that no I don't want to fall in love with and get married to one person oh, yeah. like, I'll fall in love a couple of times there's nothing wrong with that you know, and it's really about, and I think too, that's why we're seeing this influx of, I mean, homosexuality has been around forever since the times, Right. you know? And so I think, but the reason we're seeing an influx of homosexuality and transgender and all of that is for us to be able to really, you know, it kind of pushes those boundaries of what makes us uncomfortable. And then when we realize that it kind of just falls away, you know, and really just allowing each person to just show up and who they want to and how they want to. Mm-hmm. Don't you think 
if there really is like a, a in, an increase in the percentage of homosexuality within the species that in a way it's the universe's way of saying we don't need any more babies you know or maybe even these different types of relationships or even maybe i mean i i personally believe there's many roads that lead to rome you know that maybe there are some people that are really geared for monogamous relationships for life and then there are some that are to live a polyamorous life is exactly their road and and it's not so bad yeah right <laughs> sounds so awesome man new chick every night man well no it's not like that. <laughs> just kidding of course it's never that but no but it's it no it's a choice it's it's a choice and it's a, it, it feels right 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 I mean, there's loneliness but you know it's just the natural way my opinion Oh, I agree. I think there's some people that are like, I'm really not meant to even, you know, I'm I'm meant to be al- to be alone. I'm, I, there's some people I really believe that are really like that, which is, dude, well, that's your path. That's your path. I mean, right. we used to have a society that said, if you were a man over 25 and you weren't married, you're a menace to society. Thanks, man. I appreciate people, that. They looked at them. They looked at single men. As f- they were fearful of them. You know, oh, you're going to try to get the women or, you know, they looked at them as truly as a danger. Well, that's just... Like we were talking earlier, it's a fear thing. Oh yeah, everything. deep down, I mean, a lot of people fear being lonely. It's one of my biggest fears, but I'm slowly overcoming that fear mm-hmm. and starting to embrace it. Yeah, but I, find, I, I just, I don't know. I find it so, so interesting. You know that it seems like a huge fear of everybody's mm-hmm. is to be alone, and it's like, well, shit, you guys, we've always just kind of been in our own headspace, you mm-hmm. know? Not headspace, I do believe this is a whole divine connected right. universe, mm-hmm. you know? But I also, again, you know, bringing up my whole view of God, mm-hmm. I think that that's the solace, is I know that, like, you know, there's all these beings and everything. And not even just human beings from human being to human being. You know, if you look at the system as a whole, it's like the tree outside is just as much me as anything else. Because without that tree producing the oxygen Mm -hmm. that I breathe, I wouldn't be here. Yep. You know, and so it's it's really kind of recognizing that space. And it's interesting, you know, the whole fear and being lonely. and, And I contemplate that. But, you know, do we... Do we think that that's just uh, like a, a symptom of Western culture? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a symptom of bad programming. Yeah. Growing up in the Mormon church, <laughs> for example. So, but yeah, it's 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 something that I'm reprogramming and I'm embracing. I'm embracing it. I think so. I think it's a lot, I think there's a lot of cultural issues with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we have. I think parenting is it's a, it's an evolution. Okay. I mean, I look at it as collectively as you know how parenting has changed i think it's getting better two steps forward one step back there's some things that are worse but overall we're you know children are being heard more and more which is great but i i sometimes wonder because of the other unhealthiness of our society where we create a lot of codependency between you know mothers and children or fathers and children that you know this exacerbates this this or accentuates this you know fear of being alone or you know that letting go of of you know even from child to womb from the very beginning we cling to our moms for the answers for the just don't leave me i just don't know you know i don't from you know we need our parents we feel unsafe without them you know what is that what are we afraid of exactly it is and i believe and that just naturally happens but i do believe beyond the programming there is a part of us that that's the point of this life the point of the life this life is to learn to 
to overcome that attachment and, and to let go, to truly let go of, of everything. And that's what death is. You know, I made that I made that video yesterday on my on my LSD trip, <laughs> and I'm like, every sign points to the fact that every, every we're just being prepared for our death. We are being prepared for death. The ultimate let go, the ultimate letting go, and the whole every situation in your life from 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 the womb to death is trying to teach you to let go, let go, let go, let go. You know, whatever this, even hell, whatever the truths of the universe are, they are. Mm -hmm. What I can't change them. What am I scared of? You know, what am I scared of? It's just way bigger than me. So you just, you just kick back and float down the damn river instead of always trying to struggle, right? right? I mean, that's the point, though, and I believe that is what. You know, you ask what the you know, we were talking earlier, kind of, you know, if the aliens, you know, planted us here. What, when God said, okay, let's come down here and you're going to experience all sorts of stuff, it, it's, you needed the duality to, to, to be that energy force behind evolution. We're here to transcend into something different. I mean, I, again, I believe that there's, there's much out there in the universe that who've pr- probably species who've been doing the same thing we've been doing already. You know, And I don't fully understand it, obviously, but... There's an evolution. Evolution is just universal law. We see it. Just look around you. It's happening all the time. There's everything's in constant movement. Everything is in constant evolution. When when the you know, when the when nature doesn't need it anymore, adios, you know? And you can see it even within us as a species. That's where we're going. That's where we're headed. And that's why we have all of this this is why this all exists. This even this letting go. Man, imagine a whole species who could let go. You probably are something totally different at that point. I know, but see, and I, I do honor that that is being this whole experience, being a process mm-hmm. of letting go. I, I can honor that as your truth, but I think that that would be an individual truth. You know, I think that in so many things, you know, there's so many things that mm-hmm. this experience here in life can teach us. And you Oh, know, yeah, I, I don't mean to simpl- overly simplify it, sorry. Well, no, I was going to oversimplify mm. it too and just say we're here to experience it. Yep. You know, because mm-hmm. I look at, and if we really contemplate it, you guys, we know there's billions of planets in in this universe. So, yeah. I mean, even if we'll just do a rough estimate, let's just say a million, and that would be a low estimate, a million habitable planets mm-hmm. with life similar right. to ours. Right. <clears throat> so, if we were to just even assume that, and we're Earth, and now, granted, I do feel that we are Earth. We're very important because, mm-hmm. well, shit, I'm here and you guys are yeah. here. So we're going to make it important. <laughs> right. But, you know, I do feel that it's like, you know, you guys were amongst a million other people. Uh-huh. And really, this is experience. This experience is going to be whatever we make of it. Mm-hmm. Whatever we collectively as a whole decide. And I really, I truly believe that, you know, there's a saying that says, um, we are not physical beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience. Yeah, amen. And I firmly believe that. Me I firmly too. believe that we decided to come down here and to have these bodies so that we could enact an experiment or mm-hmm. experience. I really don't, you know, part of me sits there and I, I hope there's this divine plan, you know, in the mm-hmm. background mm-hmm. behind us. And I do. My true beliefs, I do. But... Part of me plays devil's advocate on the other end of, you know, toying with the thought that, you know what, this is entirely what we make of it. So we say that, oh, we're in this time of evolution, we're going to transcend, we're going to, well, these are all ideas, everybody. These are all thoughts. Mm -hmm. We're currently here now, 
And whatever we decide for the future is our decision. You know, and so I think, too, that's what's beautiful is, you know, um, instead of us really sitting here and, like, talking about the problems and what needs to be fixed, really sitting there and examining these potentials. I think by us sitting here and talking about the implications of this universe mm-hmm. and the reality yeah. is, is our implications. How do we apply this? And so we're really creating the future that we want instead of, you know, just allowing things to... You know, I think there's beauty in allowing things to unfold naturally, but I think at this point in time in life, we've just let things unfold. And right now, we need to get a little bit more structure and awareness into our foundations. Yeah, amen. Beautifully said. Yeah, (laughs) you're right. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. You're right. And it's a a great healing process. It's a great healing process. I mean, I think we're in the middle of it right now. It's kind of cool to be, when you talk about experience, I mean, I was born in 1979, and let's just say I die in 2069. Let's say I, I go out 90 years or something like that. It'll it'll be, this is my experience, you know. As of right now, that'll be the experience that I have. And whatever whatever part of the, the large collective evolutionary chain that I'm a part of, then that's just it. Who cares, you know. Or it's. I'm just like happy to be here. Every moment that you're here, it's it's it is. You're right. You're right. It is about the experience. Yeah, it is about the experience. That doesn't change whether you believe in divinity or you believe in extraterrestrial help. It, I think the, the the message there is you're here right. for experience. Yeah, yeah. You're right. So experience the full spectrum. I say. <laughs> you guys are dropping some Alan Watts on me or something here. <laughs> it's true though. But it's true. Yeah, I mean that's that's my that's my own personal truth, and that's you know I've lived it. It's just span the spectrum, see it all. I was I was saying that to myself last night while I was in the the spiritual realm, if you will. But uh, I just anytime you kind of feel like maybe it would go dicey, I just say over and over, I am, I am. I've been practicing that. I am, I am, I am, I am. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. I guess everything at the end of the day is just conjecture. But the one thing we know is I am. Like, I am experiencing this moment. That's all I know. Whatever the hell that even means. But, you know, that's all I can say <laughs> at the end of the day. And it's grounding. It's very, it brings you back to a real centered place. Mm-hmm. Well, if you look at, um, in the Bible, uh, when God appeared before... Oh, goodness. Was it Moses or Abraham? Joseph Smith? No, no, no. no. <laughs> God appears. Um, he shows himself as a burning bush. Moses. He tells, Moses. Yes, he tells Moses to go free all the people. And Moses says, okay, well, you know, who should I say sent me? And God says, I am that I am. You know, and so I look at so mm. simply, you know, look at the power of the I, you know, mm. that, with, that we have. When we speak the words of God, I am sad. I'm sad, damn it. Or if I say I am happy, we're speaking those words. And so I think, too, you know, um, if anybody's interested in maybe messing with reality a little bit, not messing with it in the most positive way, but really watching how you're declaring your I ams, what you're declaring in the name of God as yourself. Ooh. You know? That's it's, fascinating. Yes. It's interesting. And, and, our th- thoughts are things. Thoughts are is energy, you know, and especially the first thing that was in this universe was word. And so it's like really understanding the implications that our word has. When we put that, when we put our word out there, it's like a representation of ourself. 
And so when we're claiming I am, you know, it's even as a Mormon, as a little kid, I remember, do not take the name, the Lord's name in vain. Well, holy shit, how right was that? Because the Lord, he even said, I am that I am. So don't take that name in vain. Don't attach yourself to something that's negative. So many people, I am so stupid. Why would you declare that about Mm -hmm. yourself? No wonder you're stupid. I used to do that. I, I am not good at math. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. I was as good as I said I was until I got a teacher that helped me see differently. But, and I'm not some math genius, but I was way better at math than I ever realized. You know, I used to always just declare myself that. I don't even know where it started. It's it's an attachment. You know, I think it's it's interesting. I have a really it's an excuse, story. by the way. It's a way to get it's a get out of jail free. I'm just oh, not good at math. Yeah, and it, it, it is. Yeah. But you know, it's. Um, I think we, we attach on to things like that. We'll have mm-hmm. an experiment. An ex- Why do I keep saying experiment? Experience. We'll have an experience. Mm-hmm. And we latch on to things like that. So, um, you know, I know a lot of people I've spoken with and mm-hmm. worked with, they have what they call the monkey mind. The monkey mm-hmm. goes, 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 oh, yeah. goes. And they'll attach on to a negative, repetitive thought they have over and over and over. Well, I have this experience where... Um, I was at a concert with a friend of mine who's standing right next to me, and we're dancing, I'm in the zone, I'm like letting this energy loose, and all of a sudden, cocaine comes to my mind. And Hmm. I had an addiction previously, so of course, I latch onto that. I'm like, oh my God, why is cocaine in my mind? What's going on? Am I relapsing? Am Mm -hmm. I thinking about cocaine? Do I want cocaine? What's going on here? I literally flipped it. And then all of a sudden, it was like, shh, like, you know, I don't want cocaine. And I sat here and I was like, hmm, I was like, okay. You know, so I was like, well, where could this thought have come from? And I thought, well, maybe somehow the guy who was making the music, like, got it in the music or something like that. So I turned to my friend Mackenzie and um, and I asked her, I said, you know, um, I said, I just can't, I can't get cocaine out of my mind. And I don't know what is going on. And she's like, oh my gosh, Krista, I'm thinking about it. And I was like, holy shit. Wow. Really? I literally standing right wow. next to her, I picked up her thought. And since then, it, that was my first experience where I, it, it took me back. Like, in, a, in, a, in all honesty, it like really shook my worldview for a minute. Because it immediately showed me that, well, shit, I've latched on to all these thoughts. Thinking that they're mine because they're in my head. But here, oh, wow. me and Mackenzie, I'm picking up something. And I knew. It was because of the space I was holding. I was outside my own self. I had stepped out of Carissa. I had turned her off, so I wasn't, Carissa wasn't thinking. I was just moving there in energy, and holy shit, I picked up some energy next to me and started thinking about cocaine. Mm -hmm. So that experience really taught me, you know, yeah, about mass consciousness, but too. Pick your friends wisely. (laughs) Yes. Well, think about it. You know, I think about really, you know, my dad used to tell me, you are who you hang out with. And I thought, oh, no, I'm smarter than them, you know, because mm-hmm. I hung out with a bunch of drug addicts. Little did I know, years down the road, I was doing the same thing. You know, and it really is. And I think that this mass consciousness, especially when you're in the room with some people, you know, it's like somebody does something you're uncomfortable with. And it's like, oh, you know, sometimes you just kind of mount back in your chair, maybe <laughs> pretend you didn't see it, you know, something right. of that nature. But... It's just, it's, it's interesting. So again, you know, latching on to those thoughts, I think, again, like you were saying earlier, how important it is for us to release, to surrender, 
Mm-hmm. You know, don't latch on to everything. My, uh, oh, my teacher, I have this beautiful yoga nidra teacher, uh, Kamini Desai, and she's from India. Mm-hmm. And she had taught us about how we are like a tube, our bodies. So things pass through the tube, whether they're thoughts or their emotions or maybe in an event. Now, sometimes when an emotion will pass through, say anger, we don't want to let that anger out. So we we stop that tube. We don't let it out. Mm -hmm. We just let it sit. And then somewhere in our tube, in our body, that anger sits and it boils out. And eventually that anger just blows through that blockage that we had put up. Mm -hmm. You know, so I try to always, you know, remember, especially if I'm ever getting overwhelmed. So this is a great idea for anybody else. But, you know, when when we get stuck on emotions or thoughts or things of that nature, just imagine it as it passing through the tube. You know, if it's something like a thought or anger, you know, it, you know, not having that anger or not having that thought, you know what it's like not having it. And now you're just currently having it. So at one point, you know you can retain or Mm -hmm. uh, re-enter that state of not being angry. Mm -hmm. You know, by allowing those things to pass through the tube, not latching onto it and saying, I am angry, but saying, oh shit, you know, there's some anger in this room and I might have picked it up a little. That's fascinating. Let it flow. Yes. Let it flow. That's fascinating. I, I don't know if I've ever... I mean, you, you know, someone who's negative, I feel it. When they're negative, it's... I'm a pretty positive person, optimistic, you know, but when I get around negative people, it, it does kind of, it can be a battle sometimes, you know, it's like, man, it's, it's hard to stay positive sometimes. And this guy over here is fucking always saying it's a cloudy day. And I've been, you know, at first it's like, no, man, it's sunny. It's sunny. And by the 10th time, it's like, dude, it's fucking sunny, you know, and you're like mad at him almost or something like that. It's like, gosh, man, you lose your you really lose you lose your highest self in those moments and and it's okay it is what it is and that's when you start realizing i think i'm going to surround myself with like-minded energies people with the same goals and aspirations and so on and so right. forth but uh it's i never really thought of it i never really took it on that way and i'm i'm going to be a little more conscientious of that now you know when some weirdo thought comes in my head yeah it's it's interesting you know and i think too um, it's, it's a state of being, uh-huh. you know, it's a state of presence where, you know, it's, it's both sides of it. it uh-huh. It's beauty to be able to build and be in the eye. But, um, Deepak Chopra talks about different levels of consciousness, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, the ones I've experienced, for example, you know, there's the eye where you can mm-hmm. experience things through your own self. There's the you where you compare yourself to the you outside of you. You can think of a tribe, a family, so you can really enter the consciousness of your whole family. You know those members well enough to kind of think for them in a way. And I think when we're when we turn ourselves off and enter that, we can enter a tribal, a community, and even the mass consciousness. And I think when we shut ourselves off, you know, it'll, we open ourselves up to kind of what's going on in our environments. And I think that's important. You know, we. A lot of people will say, oh, I'm an empath, I'm an empath, you know, I'm picking up all these vibes from around me. Well, for one, you can choose whether or not you're picking up the vibes around you. And for two, you know, be conscious of, you know, like you had said, Clint, with a friend that's just every day it's raining. It's, I've had those people around in my life to where it gets to the point, 
hey, you no longer serve my highest good, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, I always try to step into my highest self and help those people out. But you rest assured, if there's a part of me that is like, uh-uh, I'm not dealing with this, I'm like, dude, peace. Mm-hmm. You know what, yeah. I've come so far that like, some people you, you just, you, you can't help them. And I think because they need to know that they can help themselves. Yep. Yeah. I think that's why it's so essential to have strong boundaries. And like you said, when you have your when you have strong boundaries and you real and it's part of self awareness. It's not a boundary of, it's not like over armoring your heart kind of th- boundary. It's not that. It's it's just no. This is what serves me, and this is what doesn't. You know, I, I have a, f- a finite period of time to to spend my day, and I choose to spend it with people who who fit within that boundary. Right. That sounds kind of exclusive, but you know what I mean. And it's very empowering. And I, I actually find it to be the best thing that serves them. Mm-hmm. Because, man, if man, if I can just be negative all the time and yet this cool, cool girl, Carissa, still wants to hang out with me, why would I change? And you know what? It makes those, it makes those people angry. Why are you always so happy all the time? Oh, yeah. You know, and it's oh, like, yeah. well, you know, sorry. Yeah. But I think, you know... You're in some ways like your over acceptance of them is can be a little like it can be a little enabling. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. It can be really, really not even serving them very well. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, I had someone one time. He he screwed up really bad. He did something terrible, and and he said, "Krissa, I'm a horrible person." And I said, "I know, and I'm glad that you know that as well." But you were a horrible person. You don't have to be anymore. You know, and so I think that there is some value mm-hmm. in, in honoring, you know. There, I believe that there's a reason somebody says, oh, God, I'm so, I'm so stupid. You know, sometimes it's just a mindless mistake, but put your mind in it. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so there's some value and some integrity in us as, you know, enlightened individuals holding people responsible, you know, for what they're, they're bringing to the table. And if not, you know, taking ourselves out of that. You know, I always think like, I try to just imagine planting seeds. You know, I always try to plant a seed with somebody to where it's just like, it's just going to get them to question, you know, and and so you plant that seed and, and then just let it go on its way. Don't Mm -hmm. go back two days later and dig it up and see if it's sprouted, but Mm -hmm. you leave it go, you know, let that seed come into fruition or let it pass. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're right. It's true. It's, uh, it's, it's, I've, I find that when I do that in my own life and I do it at the right proportion, right? Like you tend to the seed, just like you try to find that balance of when it's time to, you know, go put a little more water on it or whatever you got to do. But, um, it, it's very enriching. It's very, it's, it's, it serves the seed the best too. when you're not always agitating the dirt, you know? And you have that patience to let it be what it's going to be, yeah, you know? I, I think it's important, you know, to, to trust our intuition. It's like, you know, I always, I always am talking about how, you know, if there's an uncomfortable feeling inside of us, it's mm-hmm. because something that's going on is uncomfortable and we need to honor that feeling. Oh yeah. You know, so many times we try to close that uncomfortable feeling off when, when our body, our emotion, our soul is trying to tell us something through mm-hmm. the energy that is being shown in our body, so you know it's kind pain of, is a great is a great uh, signal caller. You know to that yeah. hey, help, something help. we need some we need we have we need some help here. <laughs> exactly, 
And that that's physical and emotional. You know, when when you get that feeling when you overreact in a situation, it's and you then you're all upset and you're just like, what am I doing? Like, why do I? I didn't have to go that way. When you know, you can just sense that you overreacted to something, even though you feel justified, right? There's some, you've harmed me, and but you can tell that your reaction is, does the punishment didn't fit the crime kind of thing. It's always, it's a great way to say, hey, this is it. This is your opportunity to look. There's something going on here. What are you, why are you overreacting here? Why, why are you feeling so much pain here? Why is that so painful? Yeah. And uh, it's a great signal. something to get our attention you know mm-hmm. but I believe there's also beauty and understanding that that pain or that suffering or that issue is only around as long as we keep it there mm-hmm. you know I've been um, one of my I go to a holistic arts school mm-hmm. and my uh, core classes are in life coaching and so for the past you know year I've been going through these courses and learning this life coaching and it's been beautiful. It's a beautiful process. It's helped me really transform into who I am. But, you know, a lot of the times it talks about the problem, the problem, the problem, fixing the problem. Mm-hmm. And, and really, I think that there's some value in recognizing that it's only a problem because we say it to. And yeah. if we just say that maybe, hey, look, you know, oh, I had an issue with this, so here's the potential for growth for me. And really accepting that, you know, rather than sitting there and shunning ourselves for our own mistakes and, oh, God, why did I say that? I should have, you should have, should have, don't should on yourself, mm-hmm. you know, really and holy, you know, stand in, in the glory and take responsibility for what happened. And I think when we take responsibility for our actions, that's when, you know, our faults are kind of shown to us and, and where there's ability for improvement. And that's. How you know if you're dealing with a conscious, evolved soul or not? Do they continue to make the same mistakes over and over? Or are they learning from their lessons? Everything in life is a lesson. You can learn something from everybody. You know, I do life coaching, and it's, it's so funny because here I am coaching clients, and at the same time, my clients are coaching me. You know, mm-hmm. it's, I'm always learning something. Now, I could close myself off and say, oh, I'm the coach. I don't need to learn a damn thing. You're paying me. But no, because I'm open to mm-hmm. the possibility. Mm-hmm. And I sit there and I say, oh, okay, hmm, this made me a little uncomfortable today. Why am I uncomfortable with this? Oh, it, it's a belief I have or a past experience I need to let go of. Yeah. Or, right. You know, so it really gives you the option for change. Right, right. Yeah, it's fascinating. That's cool. The student teacher is, yeah. it can always be reciprocal. I mean, it is. It's, it is that, oh, that never-ending feedback loop. It's beautiful. I would agree. It was, um, oh, I just, I had an experience. Um, I actually, for the first time ever, got kicked out of my class. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. I was in advanced life coaching. It was supposed to be my very, oh, I know. You got kicked out of the advanced life coaching. (laughs) (laughs) No. I was passing notes in the back. No, uh, I was, um, you know, I was in advanced life coaching my very last class before graduation this was um yesterday oh and wow fresh from the press yes <laughs> and uh, i was supposed to have class today but i didn't and it was just wonderful anyways so my teacher <laughs> uh, my teacher had been talking about a tool he uses with his clients and it was a metaphor tool and the mm. idea was great and i could latch on to it but then he started going over these metaphors and all the metaphors were negative. I mean, like, bad. There was, 
you know, just, just negative. And mm-hmm. so, you know, and maybe it's just my mind or the way I put, I'm always trying to find a positive one way or another, you know, it's how I live my life as happy as I do. I make sure everything is written in a positive manner. Mm-hmm. So I raised my hand and I had asked my teacher, I'm like, you know, why are we giving things in a negative manner? Couldn't we have some positive things and yada yada? And he lost it on me. I mean, complete started yelling at me in wow. front of class. Oh yeah. I mean, really. And you know what? His e- know? his ego was attached to those uh, exactly. <laughs> metaphors. It was, you know, and it yeah. was it was so. I sat there and literally, I mean, I'm sitting there and my teacher is laying one on me. I haven't. I've never felt that like belittled or bullied by anybody before. Really? But my teacher um, had really laid into me, and I sat there bawling, just totally confused. I was like, "What's going on here? Why am I getting yelled at? How did I deserve this?" He was telling me I was bringing a negative vibe to the room. I'm like, just absolutely wow. perplexed. And so I ended up getting kicked out of class. So I, I walked <laughs> up, I got out of class, and. I sat there and, you know, um, after some time I was able to really go into meditation and, and it was a beautiful moment, you know, really and truly because, you know, my lesson to be learned is so many times, you know, um, my teacher had, his accusations were just presumptions, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it really was his own kind of negative boil up that he was trying to reflect onto me, you Mm -hmm. know, and. And it was a beautiful experience for me because many a times, in all honesty, I've put people in that situation, you know, where, you know, and I think we all have, where we feel threatened. You were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. So we turn around and, you know, many a times I've put people into that hot seat, hot seat, hot seat. So it was beautiful for me to be able to be in the tape on the other side, but also to realize too, that I had no idea why I was getting yelled at. Just like the people I had yelled at probably had no idea why they were getting yelled at. Mm-hmm. And so it was just really so beautiful at how that had came full circle. And then for him, you know, I really had this whole awareness. I went back throughout the day and he had talked about how he was bullied as a kid and didn't understand how someone could do that to somebody. He did the exact same thing to me. And, mm-hmm. you know, him talking about how everything is a reflection. And it was so beautiful how... We're in an advanced life coaching class and, you know, and and the flaws come out, but really and beautiful where each of us are, you know, evolved beings. Mm -hmm. I feel like it took me 30 minutes of meditation to walk away from that and to be grateful for literally like getting shed apart in front of everybody for, for no reason, but to be able to find gratitude for that, you know, and it was really my awakening to how much suffering really does help us. You know, I I was mortified sitting there. I I value what my teachers have to say so very much, and that school means a lot to me. And so really being in that situation, but two, it also taught me, you know, sometimes the student becomes more wise than the teacher. You know, and thank God that I was able to step up in that voice of expression. And I think, too, that's, it's part... All of us are coming into this. Mm -hmm. All of us are coming to find our voices because over time we look back and the monks and everybody just stay quiet up in the Himalayas. (laughs) And part of me is like, hey, dude, you guys are so smart. Couldn't you have come down here and help us figure this shit out? Like, there's (laughs) implications and then there's applications. Absolutely. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a, I think this part. 
part is where we transmute that and transgress that energy and really mm-hmm. learn to speak up because you know I have a feeling if those monks would have spoke up about all this enlightenment and wisdom they would have had a while back ago we might not have been in but to I do believe that the population didn't want to hear it yeah you right know? so it's it's a double it's so interesting <laughs> yeah. how we're searching for truth and there's truth in both sides yeah exactly yeah. There is. I've heard someone explain that monk ideas. Maybe they were. Maybe they're holding some space amongst the collective that we don't fully get. See, and I firmly believe that. There's um, Dr. Emoto. He does a lot of studies on like water, uh-huh. um, and he's been able to take pictures of water before and after it's been preyed on. Right. Um, and there's isn't that amazing? That, yeah. There's Anger devices. makes it all chaotic and. Yeah, love makes it very beautiful or very flowing and in the in the right way. It's in, that's fascinating. Yeah, I would definitely agree. I think that that there just really shows us the the power of prayer and positive intention. Oh yeah, and so. go, going back to your point, it's funny. Uh, one one of the really amazing things about doing this internal work is that it helps you see the same patterns in other people. So when you know, when you're getting puked on by someone else's, you know, moment of, of deep wounding, it's, 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 you have the ability to pull yourself out of it and, and, and not, you know, not feel it. Cause it, it guess what? It isn't personal. It's yeah. not personal. It's not, they're not, do you really think he's all that energy was directed really at you? It had nothing to do with you. No, didn't I even make any sense. It. Right. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, if it just doesn't even make logical sense, there's another variable involved. And that when you start seeing that, because you see it in yourself, you're like, man, I'm always angry at Joe for being such an asshole. And then you start realizing, like, Joe's not that bad, big of, that big of an asshole. Why am I so angry about it? And then you realize, ah, yes, that's right. Dad uh, left me on the porch to 20 years ago, and I've never forgiven him for it. And <laughs> Joe shows up late, motherfucker, you know. However it goes, and and you, we 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 start seeing those patterns within ourselves, in which then we can we can see those patterns and the ex, you know outside of us too. It's so much nice. You can feel so much more love and compassion for others when you when you start seeing that. I mean, really, like, are you really? Do you think your teacher's an asshole now? Oh no! Right. Yeah, it's, it's different. But a lot of people fall, come away from that situation as you know. Everything he says going forward now is just bullshit because the, you know he's talking about all these high level things and he yelled at me that one time and you know you you can uh, go down that rabbit hole. It's funny how you see that sometimes. Like for me, I see it with people that are suffering from depression really bad because mm-hmm. I suffered from it for so long, you know. And then it's mm-hmm. like it's like looking in a mirror sometimes. Yeah. It's like okay, I know what's going on here. Oh yeah, I see that with with Mormon people. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, but. But I don't. I I just love them even more. It's not. A, it's not a hate thing. It's just okay. I just want to love you so much right now. Yeah. No. That's true. That's true. I. Me too. I know. And become relatable as well. Yeah. I know. You're right. So uh, we're turning into a pumpkin, guys. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, we're, it's we've reached our time. Okay. Chris, tell us about your blog real quick. Yes. Um, so I have a blog. It is um, currently www hum h-u-m spot s-p-o-t uh, dot weebly w-e-e-b-l-y dot com shortly soon it will be www.humspot.net perfect Bam. we'll post that on the on the on the on the post for the podcast so that people can see it 
but yeah, I've really I've read a lot of your stuff, and it's it's pretty amazing. So very amazing. You have a broad broad knowledge, you know, from all sorts of different rabbit holes that you've crawled down and come back with, and you have a really good way of connecting the dots. You know, taking from each of the each of the the realms that you've you know spent time in, and then connecting them and and seeing bigger picture on things, which is great. You know. Because if it is love at the end of the day, if we really are, we say it so much, but when you really, when you can start putting all the pieces together, like that experience with your teacher, and you found the love in it. There was love in there. Yes. I God, in a, in a seemingly really gnarly situation, there was love in there. Mm-hmm. You and know, you just got to find it. Yes. We can, view two through, we can view through two filters, either through fear or through love. And, yeah. You know, I'm, and I want to thank you both for having me here. Yeah, love Love all over the place. (laughs) Well, thanks for being on. Seriously, thanks for coming on, Chase. See you guys. It's a pleasure.